The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. Greetings, scribes. Just a quick break to recommend our recent sponsor's Book of the Month. Book of the Month makes reading better by offering members a few new book selections each month to help you cut through the noise, save time, and make it easier to decide what to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and picks five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All of these books are good, so you really can't go wrong. Book of the Month helps readers like you and I find books that we wouldn't normally discover on our own. The cool part is selections largely focus on new and upcoming authors in multiple genres. Book of the Month also recently launched curated audiobooks, so members can get a hardcover or an audiobook each month, which you can then download and listen to right in the app. This month, I chose A Little Supernatural Fair in Murder Road by New York Times bestselling author Simone St. James, described as the story of a young couple that find themselves haunted by a string of gruesome murders committed along an old deserted road in this terrifying new novel. Just go to bookofthemonth.com to pick your first book and join Book of the Month. That's bookofthemonth.com. And for a limited time, you can join and get that first book for just $9.99 with the code CHIRP. That's C-H-I-R-P. Enjoy. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. The Writer Files is brought to you by Studio Press, the industry standard for premium WordPress themes and plugins. Built on the Genesis framework, Studio Press delivers state of the art SEO tools, beautiful and fully responsive design airtight security, instant updates, and much more. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, see for yourself why over 177,000 website owners trust StudioPress. Go to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress right now. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. These are the writer files. A tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of working writers. From online content creators to fictionists, journalists, entrepreneurs, and beyond. I'm your host, Cal Reed, writer, podcaster, and mediophile. And each week, we'll discover how great writers keep the ink flowing, the cursor moving, and avoid writer's block. Instant New York Times bestselling author of The Nest, Cynthia Dupree Sweeney, spoke with me this week about her life before fiction and how she gets words onto the page. Ms. Sweeney's winding journey to bestselling author began with a journalism degree and led her to a career in marketing communications as a freelance copywriter and editor. Her debut novel was a huge hit with critics and readers alike and skyrocketed onto bestseller lists. Most fascinating is that Cynthia penned the novel as a recent BFA graduate and then sold it in a seven-figure publishing deal, all at the age of 54. The book is described as an acutely perceptive novel about four adult siblings and the fate of their shared inheritance, and best-selling author Elizabeth Gilbert called it a masterfully constructed, darkly comic, and immensely captivating tale. Join us for this two-part interview. And if you're a fan of the show, please click the subscribe button to automatically see new interviews with your favorite authors and help other writers to find us. 
If you missed the first half of the interview, you can find it at writerfiles.fm and in the show notes. In part two of the file, Cynthia and I discuss why you can't give in to feeling paralyzed, how to channel your creative inspiration, the importance of curiosity and humility for writers, why writing is like driving at night, and the necessity of drudgery to keep the ink flowing. It's interesting that you come from a, a, a journalism background and, and a kind of a marketing and copywriting background. I find that a lot of those of us who have delved into that world, you know, kind of are forced to be organizational in a different yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. So I'm, I'm really curious to know if you felt like kind of some of those tricks of the trade that you learned doing the copywriting thing, which is a, is a completely different type of writing, but it, it, it definitely right. uses your brain in some of, some of the same ways. Did those hacks and some of those tricks and things that you used in that world help you? Huh, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure that, that there was anything specific, like sort of any little tools I had, you know, from the copywriting world that I brought over to the fiction writing world Except I think the idea that, you know, you can't, you can't be, you can't give into feeling paralyzed about something. Like if you're writing copy for a client, you don't get to say like, I just, I can't come up with a good idea. I have writer's block, you know, nothing's working. Like you have to, you have to produce something. So I, I'm not precious, I'm not precious about the writing process. I think it's really time and hard work and effort and um, that doesn't mean that there aren't days when, when would, you know, things just aren't working and everything gets thrown away. But I know that that's part of the process of getting to the good stuff. Like you, you have to write the bad pages before you get to write the good pages. And so I think, you know, having, having had to be so disciplined because I was writing for other people and it wasn't my own stuff has definitely helped my attitude uh, about tackling a huge project where you are not accountable to anyone but yourself. Very nice. Do you have some best practices for beating procrastination? Ugh, block the internet. <laughs> I mean, that is it. I, I don't like if, if you're, <laughs> I, that is a demon. It's right there on yeah. your computer sharing a screen with your, <laughs> you know, work. And I really understand why some computers uh, some computers, why some writers um, have computers that aren't where they don't even have internet. Like they're yeah. not, you know, I, I get it. I, yeah. um, that is, it is really, really hard to, uh, it, it's really hard to black, you, you have the entire world at your fingertips. Absolutely. Do you have, do you, are you using an app for that or you just, um... yeah, I use, um, well, I use a couple of different things. I, use the Firefox browser and they have add-ons. Um, it's called leech block. So one thing I do is, um, block social media sort of starting at 10 AM and I can't access Twitter or Facebook until, you know, three or 4 PM. And, and it's not, it's really easy to disable, but I'm not quite that bad. Like if I, <laughs> lock it and I, I don't go in there and disable it unless, you know, for some reason I have to, but, um, and then sometimes I use Mac freedom and just block the entire internet for a chunk of time. Hmm. 
Good, good tips. We'll put those links into the uh, notes there. So how does Cynthia Dupree Sweeney unplug at the end of a, a long day oh, of writing? Wine, a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> And trash TV, yeah, that's that's pretty much wine and trash TV. Do you have yeah. some, a couple of favorite shows right now? Oh, I have many. <laughs> <laughs> Too many to, to put. Yeah, put into the show. Okay. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, The Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Um, well, if you want to keep going, I'd love to dig into your creativity a little bit. Sure. How, how do you personally define creativity? I guess making something that wouldn't exist in the world unless you made it. And when do you personally feel the most creative? I think I'm the most productive in the morning, but that's not necessarily when I'm the most creative. It, um, I... You know, I think that for me, it's not like a time of the day or it's more like where I am with a project. Like there's there's a certain point when what you're writing just really starts to permeate pretty much everything and every it, it, it starts to feel like the world is just existing to feed whatever you're writing. So a song you hear gives you an idea or it's something you see in the news gives you an idea for your book or something you're reading in another book gives you an idea for your book. And so that's, that's kind of a lovely, great place to be in. Well, your book is mostly set in New York and you live in Los Angeles. Is that right? Yes. But, but you lived in New York for for almost three decades. Yes. So did you find that you had to go back to New York City to kind of to pull in some of those nuances? Well, I go, I go back to New York all the time yeah. um, because all my family is there and I have so many friends there. Um, but I did at a certain point take a trip and add on a few days um, so that I could visit all the places in my book and you know, try and pick up extra detail or make sure I had written certain things right. And um, yeah, that was kind of fun. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, one, one of the questions I usually ask guests is, do you have a creative muse? I kind of felt like the, the, the city itself was, was kind of a muse for you. Um, for this book, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So what in your estimation makes a writer truly great? Curiosity and humility. And uh, do you have a couple favorites right now? Any other any other uh, writers that you're kind of stuck on? Well, I'm I you know I went deep down the Elena Ferrante hole with along with the rest of the world, and um, I find myself wanting to go back and revisit all of those books right now. And, um, and I really, you know, I really, yeah, I really loved that. I really like everything. I've read everything she's written and she has such a, um, specific, unique voice and it's very different from mine. And so that can kind of be, um, a comforting thing to do when you're trying to 
get back into writing. Yeah, yeah. Go back and, and study your faves. Do you have a best love quote kind of just hanging over the desk somewhere? Oh, I have a few. Please share. <laughs> yeah, let me see. Oh, God, they're so like um, <laughs> these. Um, well, I mean, there's, you know, there's the famous doctoral quote about how um, writing is like driving a car at night. You can only see as far as your headlights, but you can make the whole trip that way. And I love that quote. And it's so true. And and I think that one of the reasons why, why, why people feel they're blocked when they're writing is because they're trying to look too far ahead and they're trying to figure out how they're going to make everything work. And, and you just can't, you just kind of have to keep your eyes on the road that's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, David Rakoff was a good friend of mine and he's said so many amazing things about writing, some of them too profane to say on this show. But um, <laughs> he said in an essay, and I have this on a little card, uh, the only thing that makes you an artist is making art. And that requires the deeply lonely and unglamorous task of tolerating yourself long enough to push something out. <laughs> so I think that's pretty accurate too. That's a good one. I like that. All right. I got a couple of fun ones for you if you're, if you're game. Okay, good. I like fun. Okay. Uh, basic uh, paper or ebook? Both. Both. Hybrid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I buy tons of, I buy tons of, books, uh, paper books. Um, but I also read a lot on my iPad and for travel, um, you know, I'm not, I do not cart books around the country in luggage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It does seem like, uh, the times, uh, do require a, a, an ebook reader of some yeah. sort. Well, it's so convenient. I mean, I love, I love having, you know, piles of books and that little tablet. It's great. Agreed. Agreed. Do you have a favorite literary character of all time? Well, Elizabeth Bennett would certainly be up there. And maybe more recently, I'd say Olive Kittredge is is, uh, one of my faves. I like cranky. I like cranky women. (laughs) (laughs) So if you could choose any author from any era for an all-expense-paid dinner to your favorite spot in the world... Who would you take and where would you take them? I would choose Elena Ferrante. I'd finally get to see her (laughs) and talk to her. And uh, I would let her pick her favorite restaurant in Italy, which is one of my favorite destinations. So Very nice. Well, one of the characters in your book is a a writer and has some fetishes. Do you have any uh, writer's fetishes uh, that you kind of hang on to? I don't. Nothing. No. I don't. <laughs> Very good. We won't fault you for that, of course. Okay, good. Um, I mean, I'd like to be into vintage typewriters, <laughs> but I just don't have the, I, I don't know. I, I get confused and then I think, why am I buying a typewriter? So, you know, I mean, I like them as objects. I love seeing them uh, in friends' houses, but um, yes, yes. yeah. Well, before we wrap up and offer some advice to, to our fellow writers, I have other, other couple questions for you. I just was curious because I know you've you've got some amazing uh, um, blurbs on your book. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them's from Amy Poehler, which mm-hmm. is uh, a really cool story that you talk about. But uh, have has 
anyone in Hollywood come calling about the the book itself? Are you are you thinking oh, about? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I sold I sold um, I sold the movie rights to Amazon Feature Films. Wow. So um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Are, yeah. you, are you hopeful? Are you excited? Are you gonna, do you get to be involved at all with the... Uh... I, I am adapting the screenplay. Yeah. So, wow. Wow. Um, yeah. So that should be, that'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. Are you nervous? Have you done any, any screenwriting or are you just I gonna... have not. Yeah. I have not. And um, I, uh, Jill Soloway is producing and she's an old friend of mine and she persuaded me that uh, I I should do it and I could do it and that she was going to be able to teach me how to do it and, and it wouldn't take that long. So we'll see if all of those things are true. Well, that is really, really fun news. So Jill Soloway, for, for listeners who might not be familiar, is the producer of the TV show uh, Transparent. Is that correct? Yes, yes, that is correct. Very good, very good. Okay, well, that's exciting news. So uh, best of luck with that. Um, so can you offer any advice to our fellow scribes on how to keep the ink flowing and the cursor moving? Um, well, keep the ink flowing and the cursor moving. I, <laughs> I just, I think you have to, um, I think you have to just really show up and put in the time and, and, uh, you know, not romanticize some notion of, uh, of, you know, that the muse will strike you. And, um, if it's not happening, you know, if it's drudgery, that there's something wrong, there's, there's not anything wrong. That's, that's the process. Well put, well put. Well, the book is The Nest by Cynthia Dupree Sweeney. And, uh, it is, was an instant New York Times bestseller. It is a very, very engrossing um, sprawling. Are we calling it a dark comedy at all? Or? I, I, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's really, really compelling writing. So uh, congrats on the successes of that. Uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, who is also a uh, uh, writer files, uh, I guess, way back, called oh, it yeah. a, a masterfully constructed, darkly comic, immensely captivating tale. And uh, you can find it everywhere that fine books are sold. Is that correct? <laughs> Yes, that's definitely correct. <laughs> All right. Yes. And uh, I do encourage uh, listeners to find it because it's pretty awesome. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate um, you coming on to the podcast and letting us pick your brain about, about your process. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of a tour of the writer's process. If you enjoy The Writer Files, please subscribe to the show and feel free to leave any comments or questions for us at writerfiles.fm. You can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Also, if you're looking for smarter ways to create and sell profitable digital goods and services, tune in to hosts Brian Clark and Jared Morris on The Digital Entrepreneur, a show right here on Rainmaker FM where you'll find the strategies and insights you need to start building your digital business the right way. Find that show at digitalentrepreneur.fm. That's digitalentrepreneur.fm. Cheers. Talk to you next week.